Good evening, let me just stop the recording. We spoke last time about Avadim Ayinu. We go on in the Haggadah. And the Haggadah begins the underlying part of the text here. Baruch HaMakom Baruch Hu. Baruch Shulatan Yisrael Baruch Hu. Well, this is like an introduction that would be good for any kind of learning Torah that we might do. But let's look at the words. Baruch HaMakom. You know, it's very common for us to call Hashem Baruch. Every bracha begins Baruch Atah Hashem. Baruch Atah. You, Hashem, are equal to Baruch. In other words, the fact that bracha, the blessing, the source of all blessing is Hashem. We can call oh, everything that Hashem does is blessing. We can call him or turn to him and say, Baruch, Baruch, a passive. It is always that way. The second word in this introduction is Hamakom. This is something that we learned about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to have a Makom which is designated as the place of God. In spite of the fact that we all agree that God is every place, Hashem wants us to say that God is some place, and that place is the Beit HaMikdash, the Mishkan. So Baruch HaMakom is like an awareness that we have about the relationship. And when I took to when I when I look towards Hashem, I look towards Baruch Hamakom. That's what I have. That's what I can grab onto, and so I can then say Baruchu. Baruch Shenatan Torah Amo Yisrael Baruchu. In other words, the fact that God gave us the Torah means that receiving the Torah is itself a bracha. It's a bracha, so I have to look into it, I have to study it, I have to try to derive from it what I may. Because only then am I able to receive the bracha. Only then. Excuse me. Shira, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to teach. Again. Bye-bye. Look again. Baruch HaMakom Baruch Hu is an introduction. Instead of saying Baruch HaTah Hashem, which is kind of the agreed upon Nusach for for comparing Hashem to Bracha, we say Baruch HaMakom Baruch Hu, which might be an earlier way or a different way of saying the same thing. And then we say Baruch Shonatan Baruch Hu, which means, right, the receiving of the Torah, the receiving of the Torah is Bracha, and learning the Torah is the use of the Bracha. And so in this context, this introduction, which might be a good introduction for all Talmud Torah in the world, again, So the Torah is now, the Haggadah 
is now going to act upon this understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to use the bracha, to be involved with the bracha, the bracha being Torah, right? We receive the Torah, we're going to be involved with the Torah, so we come to a conclusion, that in the context of Sipu Yitziat Mitzrayim, in the context of answering the four questions that were asked by the, the children at the, at the uh, Seder, in that context, we should answer the questions with what looks like Talmud Torah. So we start off and we say, Keneged Arba'aba Nebdibra Torah. You don't know exactly what that means, but we understand that if there are four psukim that talk about teaching the Banim on, on, on Pesach, then those four psukim, if we understand them correctly, are divisible. They're not each of them talking about the same thing, repeating again and again and again, but there are four sources. The four sources should be four somewhat different uh, applications of the problem. So, that's the result that Chazal came up with. That, that, that In fact, when you talk about the fathers teaching the children, the children then again are divisible. They're different kinds of children. Something which is not a remarkable conclusion for an educator. Everybody understands that teaching more than one student at a time is trying because they are different from each other and they demand different kinds of attention. Nevertheless, so we know but we don't know who these are until we are told. These are the four sons. One is a chacham, a wise son. One is a wicked son, Masha. And then one is kind of tam, tam meaning it doesn't really understand what is going on or it's naive about things. That's somebody who just doesn't understand really what is going on. He can't ask a question. So the Gemara goes on, the Haggadah goes on to clarify. It says, How do I know which of the Psukim in the Torah applies to which of the sons that we mentioned? Which one is the Chacham? Which one is the Chacham that is related to in the Torah? The Pasuk says, And then he speaks, he says, There are Eidot, then there are Chukim, and there are Mishpatim. Oh, that's pretty clever. Anybody who knows the distinction between these different kinds of charges that the Torah gives us, keep the Eidot, keep the Chukim, keep the Mishpatim, Etchem. Okay, later on we have etchem as being problematic, that God has commanded you to do. Why did he say you? He should have said us. Okay, we'll get back to it. So what this clever son, who knows about Eidot, the Chukim, and Mishpatim, and wants to just straighten things out, you have to tell him something about Hilchot HaPesach. Something he doesn't know, I guess. 
So what halacha do we tell him? Ein maftir b'chara Pesach hafikoman. That after you eat the korban Pesach, the meat of the korban Pesach, you can't eat it hafikoman. Hafikoman obviously is not a Hebrew word, it's not an Aramaic word. It's a word that stands on its own and it probably means what we call a dessert, but you shouldn't eat. There are foods that you eat after you eat. You know, like, like I always imagine that... Uh, this was one of the remarkable achievements of the Jewish people, but it turns out that uh, a lot of people are that way. You know, there's food that you eat before you eat, appetizers, and there's food that you eat after you eat, called dessert, and uh, there's also food that you eat. <laughs> but in any event, the halacha is, you don't have dessert after you eat the meat of the Korban Pesach. Okay, fine. So let's look at the Pasuk. Let's look at the Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Dvarim. If you look at the second page, I think the second page. Second page, here we are. Second. Okay, here it is. Ki shel chabin chan machar leimor. Exactly a quote. My doubt, achukim amishpatim, asher tziba Hashem alokeinu etchem. Then the pasuk says, "We amarta levincha." You will respond, "Amarta levincha." Avadim ayinu lepar of Mitzrayim. That's Rav. Remember the Gemara, the first of the answers of the questions of... Uh, so this is an answer. Ma'id, avadim ayinu leparu b'israbi yitzaydu Hashem b'israbi yad chazakah. So what is it that we have to remember? We have to remember avadim ayinu leparu b'israbi or v'yotzaydu Hashem b'israbi yad chazakah. V'ayitayna Hashem ototum oftim gedolim v'ra'im b'mitzrayim. And God... Uh, affected uh, many miracles, wonders in Mitzrayim, and, and we were standing there when this happened. All of these makot against Mitzrayim. And God took us out of Mitzrayim in order to fulfill the promise that he swore would be given to our forefathers. Let me just clean this mess that I made. So let's look at these psukim again. The... the uh, Posse goes on to say, if your son asks you, not that if, but when, when your son asks you, Machar, Rashi says, Machar means now. 
doesn't mean sometime in the future. It means, well, it starts right now. Three tough words, but they all refer to the halachic system. Which God has commanded us of at Har Sinai. So that's the question. Uh, what exactly the question is, we have to think about that. And you will say to your son, you will respond. So it's something, we tell the story, and the story is supposed to include Biyat Chazaka, a description of the miracles that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made in Mitzrayim. Vayitain Hashem ototum oftim, ototum oftim, miracles and wonders. Gidolim, great ones, ra'im, terrible ones, Mitzrayim. This is the story that we're supposed to tell. That's what it says in the in the in the pasuk. Tell the story about the wonders, about the miracles, about the affliction that was done to Mitzrayim. And God took us out of there. That's what the the, the Ben HaChacham says. What is all of this? The Bena Chacham says, oh, but you got to make a question out of it that's deservant of the Bena Chacham. So Bena Chacham again says, Mahaidut, what's the answer? Bamarta Levan Nechbincha. Avadim Ayinu, Vayotziyanu Hashem Mitzrayim Yad Chazaka. So the story is about Yad Chazaka. All true. The man Haviotani took us out of Mitzrayim in order to bring us to Eretz Canaan. So, o- o- over a thousand years passed, I think, before. Before we made this addition to the Haggadah, we received it in, before Manishtana, there's an addition that starts Holachma Anya. Holachma Anya. Three sentences written in Aramaic. Aramaic is the, as I, I, I mentioned, Aramaic is the, the lingua franca of the world in those days the days that the, those words were written. It was people spoke Arabic. They didn't speak Hebrew. I mean, they did a little bit. The, the, the knowledgeable people spoke Hebrew in learning. It was a language of learning. So there was an add-on, because, the, because most of the parts of the Haggadah, or some of the parts of the Haggadah, are written in the Mishnah. When they're written in the Mishnah, they're written in Hebrew. Because the Mishnah was either done by people who spoke only Hebrew or by people who spoke Hebrew at least when they were learning. I mean, they may have spoken Aramaic as well, but the Hebrew was dominant in Eretz Israel. So Halach Ma'anya is an add-on to the Haggadah, which took place sometime later in Bavel, 
where the Jews were faced with the existential idea that somehow there was no Yitzhiat Mitzrayim. It didn't happen because they were enslaved in Babylonia to the Babylonians. And that became in turn a slave to the Persians. And so Yitziat Mitzrayim became problematic. Problematic. And so what does it say this week? We made this add-on. This is Lechem Oni. The matzah is called in in Halacha, in the Gemara, it's also called Lechem Oni. Lechem Oni, the bread of the afflicted, of the impoverished, of the people who have no... It's true. But that's not why they ate matzah when they left Mitzrayim. They didn't have time. Halach Ma'anya is a secondary interpretation which kind of moves to the front of the Haggadah and it says, Halach Ma'anya Diachalu Avotana Ba'ama Be'mitzrayim. We ate poor bread when we left Mitzrayim. Or at the time we left Mitzrayim. But we want to emphasize that in terms of what we're eating today at the Seder. We ate the Lechem only when we left Mitzrayim. Sentence number two. And therefore we say, all those who are hungry, they should come and they should eat. We turn this into a meal of, under the general category of tzedakah. Whoever needs should come and have the Pesach meal with us. So Lechem Oni stresses the aspect of our state in Mitzrayim, not Yitziat Mitzrayim. We were in a terrible state in Mitzrayim, and therefore we want to emphasize the positive result by giving to others. Kol Dichfin, Kol we're going to give to others. Hashata Hocha, I'm sorry, Hashata Hocha, Continuation, the Aramaic. Hashat is here now. Lishona ba'ara the Israel. We hope, we pray, we think there's some way to daven us to get to Eretz Israel. What's that going to do with Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Moshe Rabbeinu was taking us to Eretz Israel. And Moshe Rabbeinu did take us to Eretz Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu himself didn't go into the land, but he brought us there. He brought us to the, to the Jordan River. We were on our way. The Shana Haba'ah Ba'ara the Israel means we didn't get there. We're in Bovel. I mean, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if it's the exile number one or exile number two? But exile number one, Mitzrayim, was supposed to end with a glorious stay in Eretz Canaan. Instead, in Eretz Canaan, we had ongoing wars, ongoing idolatry, a denial of the authority of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaShata HaCha, now we are here, but we still hope that's what's left from all of Yitziat Mitzrayim. L'Shana Habab, Ara the Yisrael, next year, we hope for Ara the Yisrael, and even though it was looking pretty good during the uh, uh, previous years, today things look a little shaky. We can't get it together. We can't get a, a single idea to work for us, right? All of us. The final statement is Hashata Avdei. 
Lishad Habah B'nei Chori. This is a very pregnant statement. Ashada out there. I mean, however you define the 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 evil of Abdul, you know, we all know about Uncle Tom's cabin. We all know that you could be a slave and kind of be pleased with the slavery that you have. You could have a situation where slavery is not quite as oppressive as it might seem. But imagine the people who could say about themselves in Babylonia, Ashata Avde. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And right after that, we 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 say, as we said before, Avadim Hayinu Leparo We're going to tell a story. But Halachma Anya is a challenge to the story. It says, after all, Ashata Avde, Ashata, Ashata is not the time of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Then they were, they were freed. Ashata Avde in Bovel, in the place where the Talmud Bavli was being written, composed, compiled, put together. Ashata Avde, we say. But we hope the Shana Habab and Echor, and how are we going to get there? How are we going to get to Ashata Abba It's not clear. It's not clear, but this is not a footnote. This is a preface. It's printed in the Haggadah. Nobody got up and said, take it out, don't put it in. It's not what we want to hear. It's not what we want to say. It's a statement about Yitziat Mitzrayim. And it's a statement of how, about how we are to accept the idea of freedom in our day. And it makes the interesting comparison between being in the wrong place. Remember we said, Baruch HaMakom, Baruch Hu, that there is a place that God desires, that if there's a place that God desires, that place must be what we desire. I mean, there won't be a place for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Yerushalayim, in the Beit HaMikdash, there's nobody there. So the fact that God wants a place means Ashata Abdei Lishana Abab Bnei now, B'nei Chorin, B'nei Chorin doesn't mean that you make a lot of money and you have a big house. B'nei Chorin is that you, your analysis of yourself implies freedom, the way you think about yourself. So in Bavel, they, they were, we don't know that the Jews were poorly uh, affected in Borat. I mean, after all, they had the opportunity to put together the Babylonian Talmud, which I find today, 2,000 years later, difficult, an enterprise to study. Okay, not just the people who made the Babylonian Talmud, it was also the people who commented about it, but but they they're all part of it. They're all part of it. 
So the freedom from Mitzrayim, the only thing I see as being the equivalent of the ultimate freedom, like what was the freedom that was continued? That we can say, Lishana Haba'a B'nei Chorin. That we know the difference. We can tell that story. The story about how it was in Mitzrayim, how terrible it was. How we were religiously oppressed. We weren't able to think for ourselves. We weren't able to think in terms of Avram Avinu and Yitzhak and Yaakov. And what did they know and what understanding did they come to? We can't do it. We can't do it. We're enslaved to a set of ideas that we can't break through. But Lashad, because if we could break through, we don't go to Eretz Yisrael. I mean, that was the argument of the Ramban. Ramban said it's clear. Everybody should be in Eretz Yisrael, going to Eretz Yisrael, part of Eretz Yisrael. Everybody should be there. But for that, you need B'nai Chorin. You have to be able to understand that some things are of singular importance and other things are not. The Ramban said this is how he understood it. He understood that you have to go to Eretz Yisrael. So the continuation of Holach Mo'anya, the answer to the question is Avodim Hayinu, the power of Mitzrayim. Avodim Hayinu, the power of Mitzrayim, Vayetzeyeinu Hashem, Lokerim Risham. Am I, are you following? Do I have to oh, underline? Yeah. It was Vayetzeyeinu. God took us out. What was it? We didn't just escape. We didn't just run away. We understood that it was God who was taking us out of his drive. So we understood there was all kinds of things that God was concerned about Am Yisrael, that Am Yisrael had to understand that it was God that was affecting their exit from Mitzrayim. So what does that mean? If God had not taken us out of the tribe, we would now be in in, in enslaved to God in the tribe. What does that mean? We would be enslaved. I mean, slavery is a state of mind. It, it says, "I can't change the situation." It's not about good and bad. It's about what power you have in your hand to create your own situation. If God had not taken us out of Mitzrayim, we would remain enslaved. It wouldn't matter if the Egyptians would disappear as they did. They disappeared. Okay, so what does it make? But if our mental state was that we couldn't recreate ourselves in any of any event, which I think that it's obvious that the Jewish people were able to do, I don't know if obvious is the right word, but they 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 thought about themselves wherever they were. They were kicked out of Eretz Israel, they were in Bovel, and then from Bovel they went to North Africa, from North Africa to Spain, from Spain to, uh, to, to moving east, right? Those the Slavic states. Every place the Jews left, they left a Roshan, they left an impression. They kept studying to understand what their situation was. 
they came to the point where they could say Hashata Avdei. We're slaves, but we're not those kind of slaves that have nothing to think about, nothing in the future. We're the other kind of slaves, the slaves that have a plan, that know that there is Lashana Haba. Not that we're going to escape. We're not on that level of making our own future. But Hashata Avdei, that we have a situation which can be described as avdut, as slavery, but l'shana haba, we remember that there's a promise that God made to take us out of Mitzrayim and to give us freedom, and that promise still continues to exist. So by Yosienu, underline, Hashem God took us out of Mitzrayim with a powerful stance. But our children, our grandchildren, would be enslaved to power of Israel to this very day. We'll not be able to get out of it. We'll be able to leave the formal side of slavery, but we won't be able to free ourselves. Okay, we won't be able to free ourselves. I want you to know that. This answer of Avodim Hayinu, the answer of Rav in the Mishnah or the Gemara, based on the statement in the Mishnah that you have to, that story has to tell about a transference. You start out saying something negative and you end up with a great positive. In other words, Yitzhiat Mitzrayim, is about a change that took place in Am Yisrael, not just the physical change where you like sort of have to go back to the land of Goshen every night and go to sleep, where you're going to go in the desert on your own, by yourself, get the Torah at Har, Har Sinai. But that God did it in a way that you can recognize, that you understand. That's Yad Chazakah's road. That I say, oh, it's got to be God. Can't be anything else. God had not done it. Meaning, if we had left Mitzrayim without God making it possible, obviously, we needed something. We needed a way of gaining freedom. It wasn't just local a, a, a location. We needed something. Now, I want to know there's one other line added on in the Haggadah, which says, Just a second, I'll underline that. There it is. If God had not done that, what do you mean if God had not done that? If we had left, left Mitzrayim on our own, if somebody gave us tickets to go to Sinai, in the next train, and we just left, He's, he, he says, So we would never, psychologically, we would remain as we were, unable to determine our own future, unable to grab on to the opportunities that Yisiyat Mitzrayim presented for us. The Haggadah seems to say, even if we are people where it seems perhaps that we don't need all of this, 
We don't need this Sipur Yitziat Mitzrayim because we are scholars, we are Talmudists, we learn Torah all the time. Kuradu Yodimet HaTorah, the Haggadah says, Mitzvah Aleinu Saper B'Yitziat Mitzrayim. We still have a mitzvah to tell us the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim. That means that there's no end to it. There's no end to it. His history has a beginning and an end. Right? We talked last time about the beginning. Where does the story start? But now I can tell you that the Haggad is relating to the question, where does the story end? And since the story is talking about an essential change, in Am Yisrael, a change in the people involved, and the the the, the uh, ability to absorb an idea which stays with you in spite of the obvious difficulties. Hashata Avde, the Charin, was we're in Babylonia. The Babylonians have a king. Everybody, we all know who's in charge, and it's not us. And we know that you would think, you could think that the promise has been abrogated somehow, that God has decided that the promise is not effective, does not, cannot be maintained, cannot be retained. No. What's marbe? How much can you be marbe to tell the story that you know? The story that is told quite obviously in the Torah itself. What are you going to tell? Well, there's this whole story of Lashada Habab and Eicharit. Isn't that a story? Isn't that a story that in spite of the fact that we are not on our own, we could still tell the story? We can tell the story. The story has meaning. Even though we are, we are Tied, we're tied up to our our own history, but we believe in Yitziat Mitzrayim. We believe that Hakadosh Baruch wants us to be in Eretz Yisrael. We believe that Bnei Chorin is our future. We want to be free, whatever that might mean. We want to be free. So, Haggadah says, "Ilu kulanu chachamim." We all smart, kulanu nevonim. We're all able to think things through. Kulanu zekeinim. We're all part of the community of elders. Kulanu yodimet the Torah. Imagine we all know the Torah. We all know the psukim. We all know the parashiot and shmot. All of that, Yitziat Mitzrayim, Kabbalata Torah, Rad Mitzvah, Aleinu Saber Mitzvah Mitzvah. No one could say, why should I do it? Why should I tell the story? I've told the story for years and years. I know the story perfectly. It's the mitzvah is unadulterated. No change. The mitzvah still exists. Not only that, call hamarbe. Anyone who adds on to the sefer yisiad mitzrayim, what do you mean call hamarbe? 
You say what it says. You have a Haggadah. Everybody has a Haggadah. It's a little bit long, Haggadah, but uh, we can get through it. What is Marbe? What Marbe can you have beyond what the Torah says? So the answer is that Marbe is the statement that there is no end to the story. The story goes on. It was not a story that happened in the tribe and came to an end. It's a story about the transmission or the trans my, the trans something of the Jewish people into the people of Eretz Kinaan. Amar is about what hasn't happened yet, what is on its way. It might be the story of the modern state of Israel. It might be. But telling the story is what makes the reality. It's backwards. It's not the story about what happened, but it's the story about what will happen. And the story about what will happen is also part of the Sipur Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim, this story of Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim. And we see it all in those uh, uh, three sentences of Holach Ma'anya. Right now, we're in a holding position. We're in a lachma anya. We have to produce, we have to prove that we are in some way deserving of divine concern. Lachma anya de'achalu avatana. What do I pick out of the story in the past that I can apply to the future? Lachma anya de'achalu avatana the Mitzrayim. Here is the lechem, only the, 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 the bread of the affliction. Of the afflicted, of the affliction. Whoever is hungry should come and eat. Was this a problem of Yitziat Mitzrayim? Yeah, so they ate matzah instead of having sweet challah. Everybody who is hungry. We are a nation. We have something to do with each other. We are committed to the social aspects of one nationhood. When I say, I can't determine who's going to show up. When I say, I don't know who they are, who they are who are going to eat from my Pesach meal. I don't know. So the secret, or a secret, I wouldn't say the secret, a secret of A secret of the story, telling the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, is that it's a story that has never ended. It's a story that can be told even in the darkest diaspora. And it's a story that has to be told. Because that's the point of the story. The story is Kol Hamarbe. Marbe means to keep telling the story. 
even though the, the story seems to be contradicted by reality. But that's exactly the point of Halach Ma'anya, that even in the reality that we live with, there is Yitziat Mitzrayim. And that's the story that we're obliged to tell, and that's the story that we tell our children. Because after all, the children have to carry it out. They have to act out the story. They have to be part of it. It's not like a mitzvah that I have to do. But it's a mitzvah that I have to convince my children that they have to do. And that children are the ones who have to understand that Lashana Habab and Echorin and Lashana Habab are the Israel. Those are, that's the continuation of the story that started with Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which continued to this day. I wish everybody who's here, Chak Hashem Sameach, all the best. Remember, on Pesach, if you have a shayla, you ask. That's what the rabbis are for. They answer those kinds of shaylas. All the best. Be well. Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom.